Well, welcome in everybody to this first episode of the Rewrite Podcast. I'm Steve Stram, joined by my best friend in the world, Jared Easter. And I, we wanted to kind of start this first episode talking about some of the problems that we noticed in the music industry and some of the things that we want to do to solve it. So together we have a company called buydemotracks.com and we try to make really great demo recordings for bluegrass and southern gospel songwriters. And we noticed on a trip a couple years ago to the IBMA, which is an international bluegrass festival in Raleigh, North Carolina, some big problems. And Jared, if you want to kind of take it away and just start talking about some of the things that we noticed while we were there and what we're going to try to do to fix it. Yeah. So what brought us there in the first place is just kind of our entire background in the music industry. We've both grown up with it our whole lives, toured in bands, done studio work. Um, that led me full-time into the demo business probably about seven years ago now. And with that, we started getting connected with a lot of these people, a lot of great writers, just the best people in the world. And so we went to our first trip to IBMA two years ago now. And with that, you know, it was a lot of excitement going on with the bands themselves. You know, the talent is just unbelievable. And I think there's such a future in especially bluegrass music that's just it's just phenomenal how it's taking over and really a lot of things were where country music is moving more and more it seems like every day towards a pop and towards this other genre bluegrass is able to pick up all the slack and there's excitement even in the youth um and it's just so the vibe in the whole air from the music perspective was just off the charts because and that has nothing to do necessarily with the genre of bluegrass. I think this is just music wide is you've got an establishment of, of record companies and publishing companies who work with a set amount of songwriters. And you have the people in these rooms who are, who are up and coming writers. This is something that a lot of people do on the side. You have retired people who are trying to, to get into this more of a full time and make a living off of their songs and you start to see a lot of the brokenness of the entire music industry, especially when you start talking into the financial song of songwriting, the financial side of songwriting, which is what we found. And we just started hearing a lot of the problems that they were dealing with, both at the corporate level at the top, all the way down to the, to the up and coming songwriter at the bottom. And not a lot of solutions, because like I said, these are just we we actually had the discussion when we got back to the hotel room one night you know if we're going to solve some of this stuff for writers and some of the different people in the industries we're almost going to have to change the entire music industry because that's the the stuff that that's why the mood was so somber is because they would they would realize that too they would come up with a problem and nobody had a solution because you're not just talking about uh your bubble of the genre music you're in they realize that these problems are system-wide so um yeah, really, the the yeah, entire music so industry has to be sort of turned over because like one of the big one of the big things that I saw is, you know, for a long time now, ever since streaming first came on the scene, the conversation has been around artists not really getting their fair share right of the of the pie because mm-hmm. artists used to be able to sell CDs at their CD table and they could make money on those CDs and yeah. so there was a time when artists made money for the music and so they're used to that and and it's even led some people to even in 2024 still 
encouraging their fans and their listeners to buy their CDs. And, and that's one of the things that we realized while we were there is that for as bad as songwriters think they, or as bad as artists, excuse me, think they have it, songwriters have it way, way worse, it seems to me. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, they're they're kind of at the bottom of the food chain, and they're totally necessary. I mean, of course, it doesn't have to be said, you know, that without yeah. songs, you don't have artists and you don't have their brands yeah. or anything. But I think more has been done because of the loudness of the voice of artists. I mean, you've got people like Taylor Swift and Garth Brooks and people advocating for this, and their voice is so loud, are advocating for artists. And songwriters just don't have a voice like that. So they're definitely Yeah, and, and this kind of leads to one of the big things for us that, that we realized is that the reason why artists are, are going to be able to make it through this and, and they're, they're starting to realize this, I would argue that the forward thinkers who are on TikTok and Instagram reels and all of that have realized this already. But the thing that I think traditional artists are hopefully going to realize more and more, and hopefully even through more and more podcasts like this one, is that they have brand power that they can use to make their income. So so I think if we just shred the fundamental assumption that you make your money as an artist from the song, then that is a great starting yeah. point because you have ticket sales, you have merch and product sales, you have subscription plans and services that you can offer to your people and, and all kinds of stuff that traditionally speaking, songwriters don't have access to. Now, we want to do some things to change that if we can. But to start with, if, if we understand that a songwriter should be primarily making money from the creation of their songs and an artist a performer in other words making money from the performance of their song that like that's a really sensible yeah. place to start a good next step well and and the good news is let's focus <laughs> on a little bit of that before we lose whatever <laughs> listeners we have is that that side of it you know we're not going to have to to be the voice and advocate for the way that artists are going to make right. money in the future they've that's happening not only because they have voices and they have people in Congress and everything going on for it, but because if they don't figure that out, they're completely out of business and that's not going to happen. So they're all figuring that out on their own. Yep. Um, you know, it's, it's happening already. Yeah. I think all we have to do is just focus now that that's going on we've got people fighting that battle okay what let's just start looking after the songwriters let's build a community together of these people and let's just find some practical solutions for them from the financial side as well as you know some of the other problems that we were we were seeing as far as you know the number one question that was getting asked by the songwriters was not really anything financially at all most of these songwriters that's the furthest thing from their mind we see that it's broken and we know it's a problem and we need to work on it but the number one question that they're asking is how do i get my song out mm -hmm. there you know how do i who do i send it to who can i email it to will they listen to it uh you know do i do i have to have a publishing deal and and all these questions yeah. so i think that's just that's issue right. number two well the Certainly, that is the the goal of our company, and I guess we're, you know, we're in the third year, I think, of thinking about this and and doing this, and and more and more, what we're really trying to do is just listen to songwriters. I mean, obviously, being in the demo business, mm -hmm. we are interfacing with songwriters 
literally every single day. I mean, Jared especially eats and, and breathes and sleeps songs and songwriters and, and musical production and things along those lines. So we're having more conversations and we're trying to understand what the what the problem is. And as we kind of bring this introductory episode down to, you know, kind of landing the plane here, I think... I think it's like, well, why should you listen to us? Why should you? Why should you listen to to this podcast at all? What What, what are we going to get out of it? And I, I think for some of you, right? I, I think this is really just going to be a behind the scenes, backstage sort of look into how we're trying to solve some of these problems for songwriters in the music industries. I, I mean, I think Jared would probably agree with me. We're not here with you know saying we have all the answers. We're actually just trying to work alongside our clients. And actually try to discover some of the answers. Yeah. Well, and going back and going back to what you said about how that I'm in contact with these people every day, it's not necessarily that they're all taking my advice and I'm giving them these magical right. solutions. Most of what's happening is that I'm in, in contact with a lot of genius songwriters who are already forward thinking and taking yeah. the next steps to get their music out there. And it's a lot of times it's just like blowing my mind, the things that they're doing. And that's totally shifting uh, daily, you know, our, our priorities at the company and they're, they're discovering breakthrough things. And we're like, Oh my gosh, everybody can do this. And we're, yeah. So, so basically we as a company are trying to take these ideas that, that we're learning the things that other songwriters are coming are learning and seeing how we can apply that to everybody to just work as a community to, to yeah, grow this thing. Um, absolutely. So one thing I'd like to end on is just the idea. It actually took us quite a while, but I think we finally settled on something of a, of a, of a, a tagline or like a North star kind of guiding point for the business. And, and really it's this idea that it all starts with a great demo. I kind of thought maybe we would just talk about that for a minute before before we wrapped up, just why the demo itself yeah. is such an important starting point and why we named our whole company and everything after that. Yeah, especially for up and coming songwriters. You know, if you if you're working with a publishing company already or you're personally connected with A-list artists and they're just looking for a text for you from a from a, a work tape that you cut on your phone, that's one thing. But most of the people that we work with are trying to get their foot in the door somehow. And for those people, we have just found out that 100% of the time, you need to have a professional package for your song when it gets presented to people for the first time because with most of these people, you get one first impression and it just needs to be the best it can possibly be. And you know, all of our writers that we work with that come back over and over and over again, you know, they've told us that, you know, our, we're batting a hundred with demos and we've just learned, you know, it's best, best to give the song that presentation. Um, and they, they're learning even as they do the demos and as they, as they send them in they're they have specifically in their mind, okay, I want this group right here to do it. And they'll tell me that they'll tell me this song has a line about Tennessee in it. And we want to pitch it to the so-and-so bluegrass band because they like love that kind of song. And they they'll tell me to research this band and learn. And it is, I mean, when they pitch it to that, to that band, it's exactly what they, what they're looking for. They don't have to imagine, well, could we do this differently yep. or this differently? So it just makes all the difference in the world. So no matter what, what we do with any of these new ideas, it has always gone back to the, the more quality that we can throw into that demo it just opens the door to all these other, all these other things. And that's why so many of the, 
of the opportunities become available because we have these great demos to yeah. work with. Yeah, so. the the word that we that keeps coming up for us that we like to use is is radio ready or radio quality demos. You know, yeah. it's a demo that's so good that you you might you know it's it's just like you heard the 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 final cut on the radio and we find that if we start with that quality it just gives the song such a better chance and so once you have the demo it's kind of like you're creating an asset so if if you're going to if you're going to purchase a demo recording from us and and you're going to give us your song and you're going to buy um it, most people treat the demo as though it is a it's it's a it's totally scratch right it's it's a temporary thing and we just don't treat the demo that way we treat the demo like you're actually purchasing an asset that can be used for many different things into the future and and many of those we'll talk about on future podcast episodes some of the yeah. ideas we have but it's an asset you're buying yeah and one more thing just one more thing just to touch on that I don't think we've mentioned yet as as far as your part in the company um because not only are we coming at this from an angle of the music side and the demos and and pitching and songwriting and publishing companies and record deals and all this kind of stuff. But where you come into play with the kind of the whole other half of this is the technology mm-hmm. side that, that anybody else talking about this is lacking. So, yeah. um, you know, I've dabbled in it in my past, but you're a hundred percent into it with marketing and, and SEO and search engine stuff. And, and just the data that we've been able to receive, like in the last two years, oh. um, the information, from testing our website in different ways and looking at the search history and the, the, the stuff that's coming in, the stuff people are clicking on the stuff. They're not like, I feel like we have just gotten a crash course and just so, so much information that I can't wait to tell everybody yeah. about. And, uh, from a tech yeah. side, there's, of there's always that balance of coming to the market with, uh, well, it's Henry Ford, right? You know, Henry Ford said, if they had asked me, you know, like if they told me what they wanted, they would have said a faster horse and Henry Ford built a, built a car. So you, you kind of have to toe that line between what does the industry need and what do people actually want? What, what are they searching for? And some of the solutions that we have are yeah. so innovative, people wouldn't even know to look for them. And so we have to start somewhere. And so some of that, some of the learning that we've done from that and, and just how people we think we'll end up using the website. Like we would love for, you know, a quick spoiler alert. We would love for artists to actually come use our website by to actually find new songs to record. And right now that's, that's not happening because they don't know that the options available. So we want to spread that message far and wide. And there's many other things like that. So, yeah. all right. Well, this has been very right. good. Well, I think that's, I think that's yeah. a good, good starting point. Yeah. And I hope you'll continue to listen again. This is going to be just two, basically two best friends who really want to see the music industry changed and songwriters lives be changed. Uh, we're just talking about how we're trying to do that. So if you're interested in the journey, please follow along with, uh, share it with your friends. If you've got songwriter or artist friends, please podcasts spread through word of mouth. I think this is going to be an insightful podcast for anybody in the industry. So please share it far and wide and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you in the future. Awesome. See you guys.